0: This is the Blake and Jake podcast.
1: You gotta have, like I said, four lines banging all night long, banging bodies, doing the little things right. Slashing is um like that. You know? Mm-hmm. And um there's a penalty for that. Yeah. It is Gilmore waiting, waiting around the net, waiting, he's Gilmore! Gilmore! So he's won
0: it! Great moment. Here's Great. Recorded at the studios of Ryerson University, Blake has the on ice experience. Jake is a longtime hockey writer and podcaster. Together, it's a hardcore hockey podcast with insights from media, players, and fans.
1: You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Now, here's your host. Right, let's go!
0: Blake and Jake. There's so many ways I want to open the show, Blake, but I'm going to just say, "Woohoo!" Blake and me both sporting Jets jerseys right now. Jets beat the Leafs the other day. Actually back on Saturday, we went to the game. Blake's been wearing a Jets jersey for all week. Blake, how's it been?
1: Uh, not too good. Uh, I got a lot of people commenting on it. Like, people are like, oh, jersey. I go, lost a bet. Just keep <laughs> walking. Um, one of our buddies saw me outside and said, oh, you're a Jets fan now. Like, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, I go, no, I lost a bet. You'll see a Habs fan. No, I'm not a Habs fan. I just kept walking. Didn't even say bye to him. But, uh, yeah, pretty disappointed with losing the bet.
0: Any any weird instances? Did anyone like really fucking up a convo congru- besides that incident you just said, or just basically, hey, how's it going?
1: Just a lot of people like, why are you wearing that jersey? Why are you wearing that ugly ass jersey? Ew.
0: I don't think anyone said the second part there, so that's it not did nice.
1: uh, someone? Uh, remember my cousin was? Hey, do any of you guys have a napkin? We're on the subway, and I just uh, handed handed her the jerseys. Oh yeah, go ahead, right here, right in the logo.
0: Speaking of your cousin, so I went on Easter. I was a bad Jew, and I uh, went to Blaze Easter dinner. Um
1: And I was uh, two for two on spills. You know, the first one was before the uh, Leafs game. Jake is uh, mid-conversation with my mom and just haymakers' his beer. I'm using goes my goes hands to talk. The, goes all over the table. <laughs> Which was white. And then, yeah, the tablecloth at a restaurant. Uh, probably nice a little intoxicated at that point. Maybe. And then Maybe. Uh, the next day at my aunt and uncle's house... <laughs> I don't. Th- I really hope you weren't intoxicated at this. I point. wasn't. It was I like legitimately two in the afternoon. No, no, no. I was literally... pouring himself a beer and just missed his glass. Completely missed. <laughs> <laughs> it went oh, woo, went right over. Um, so we're both
0: wearing just jerseys. Just Clench, Here we go. Woo.
1: And uh, tell them about the uh, circumstances of the uh, podcast tonight because we are recording. Oh,
0: this is right. This is the first edition of uh, Blake and Jake After Dark. We are <laughs> recording at what time is it right now? We're, it's ten fifty
1: two p.m. It's really late. Let's talk about the hockey. Got the studio to one. But let's, Jake's in court tomorrow for everyone. Yeah, he's in court It's for for class. I'm in court. That's <laughs>
0: why we were not for the TTC ticket I got. Anyways, first agenda, First known on our agenda today is the retirement of Henrik and Daniel Sedin. Um, quite a sudden announcement. No victory tour for them throughout the year. A brief final lap. I mean, these guys, Blake, were peanut butter and jelly together. There's no really other way around it. They are the second of all time in most points by a pair of brothers number 1 though was Brent and Wayne Gretzky. So uh little lopsided there, but you know, absolutely fantastic players. The best players I've seen on the cycle ever, honestly. They were dominant from like, you know, 0-5-0-6 to 2012, 2013. They were great in their prime. Blake just you know, touch on two great careers.
1: Yeah, no, like went together like ketchup and mustard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, All day. The son. two of them it, it the, you when you see some of the plays they they put together, it seemed like they just had eyes in the back of their head. They always knew where the other one was. They were the definition of chemistry. Um, I, I I actually went to see Game Five of the Stanley Cup Final when Vancouver played Boston. I was in Vancouver, It was in Vancouver. Me and my dad flew in for the game. And at the time, so I was born in Vancouver. So I took that growing up as that's who I was going to cheer for. So I was growing up. I was a little little young lad. I was a big Canucks fan, and going to that that series was just crazy for me like I had shivers from the moment I stepped in that building to the moment the I left the building like it was it was crazy they won that game one nothing there was a very odd series the Vancouver won the first game one nothing on a late Rafi Torres goal Then Alex Burrows uh won game two in overtime and then they got slaughtered back-to-back games in Boston sneak one out in Vancouver and then the rest of the series was done so like we all know the Boston Bruins hoist the cup but nonetheless, the Sedin's were just the cornerstone of the Canucks franchise for those their the literally the past their whole careers. They were not the not the start though. No, not the start. Like they, but they also had guys around them, mm-hmm. so they didn't have to be the studs from the beginning. You know, you know what's actually they were eased in, and you know Daniel the goal scorer, Henrik the passer. They just they were perfect together. An insane example of like what they've done. So when, you know they play with Burroughs at at Spurts. Spurts, that
0: was like the majority of their, their prime. Right, sorry, yeah, I don't with know why I said spur- No, no, they played with Burrows, right. So I looked, this is an, sorry, that was my laptop. Um, I looked up a insane, I just was looking at like diving into their numbers and, you know, I found some cool stats, right? So I found out that, you know, from 2005, 2006 to 12, 2012, 2013, their primes, Daniel had 607 points. That's the eighth most of any player. Henrik had 646, the fifth most, right? They were so prolific. Henrik had the second most assists. But the mo the craziest thing, and I I hate myself that I didn't end up googling the exact figures. But second and third for plus minus that span, Henick and Daniel, number six Burroughs. Since he's left the Canucks, he's been a minus player. It just shows. It just they- shows that they it were, really does. There were
1: two hundred foot players. Oh, and big time. The only notable names from their draft year, like Burke, clearly Brian Burke, who made the trade to draft both of them, uh, two and three. Clearly knew something was special with, with, with these two guys. And I think, no doubt, they're going to be Hall of Famers. I mean, even though they didn't win the Cup. I hate that, though. I mean, the fact that they don't win the Cup shouldn't matter. When you're so prolific. They won't I, be first ballot, but... Really?
0: That's, so I was just going to ask you that. You don't think they'll be first ballot? No. I think, and I, I think that's a big reason is because they have to go in together. Like, like, I think it would, like, who would you put ahead?
1: Can you imagine if they went, like, one year after the other?
0: You have to wait until this is bullshit. <laughs> no, but, like, look at, like, for example, Henrik didn't attend the Sochi Olympics in 2014. Daniel struggled. Like, he had one goal in six games. Like, it really, like, they were so good. Everything they did was together. Everything about them was together. I think it would be insane if they didn't go into the hall together. And when their first ballot, it could be hard that year, given I don't really know what the numbers and when that year is, but it could be hard for them both to get in that year.
1: No, yeah, it, it but wait, do you think
0: on quality of player they're not first ballot? Or is it because of them going in together?
1: I, no, I think it's, A, one, going in together, and two, uh, the fact that they didn't win a Stanley Cup. But what if the next—my argument is,
0: like, what if the next year there's more better— like, at one point he's going to kind of do it, you know? I think,
1: yeah, at one point they will get in, but I don't think it'll be uh, immediately. I mean, when you look at the Sedins, the craziest part about them is
0: they were before their time. You look at the game now, and could you imagine— the Sadines in their primes playing now it, it, it would be completely insane like that it's the kind of game that they were cared to maybe it was kind of cool there behind their time so we could appreciate it more they, yeah it made them more unique oh absolutely yeah. and like I remember those so like I grew up obviously watching the Mads Moose and like I, I followed Vancouver decently close I remember watching like you know the Sadine the stuff and there'd be a lot of grinders in Vancouver's bombs and then just the, the freaking Sedines, you know it mm. was insane to watch but it's a new era in Vancouver and I mean, I think that the timing for this is pretty interesting, Blake. uh, You have some theories on where they should go next. Uh, What do you want to say about their future, the cap space they have, and the rundown there?
1: Yeah. So what I what I've kind of calculated with the cap going up to, uh, Elliot Friedman predicts it'll go up to eighty million. So with that, uh, the Canucks should have around twenty one million in cap space to spend this summer, and the I'm not going to get to it yet, but. Yeah, we're going to hold off
0: for John Ferris in a bit, but just <laughs> yeah. like said it. But, but
1: w- yes. The Vancouver Canucks, although Bim Jennings, Jim Benning, has made a. <laughs> What's l- that from? It's from the Steve Dangle podcast. Bim Jenning? Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, Bim Jenning. You know, the he has not been the greatest at making trades. Uh, Jared McCann for Good Eric Goodbudskin Good and signing him for another four years. Why not? Just pay this guy. Why not? He seems like a good guy. You no. get a
0: contract. You get a contract. You get a contract. You no, know,
1: he has been a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal at drafting. Uh, Elias Pettersson, fifty-six points in forty-four games, leading the top league in Sweden in scoring in an unbelievable World Junior this year. He and he even played the year before that. This guy, I've been watching a lot of film on him. He's got a lethal NHL shot. Can score from anywhere in the offensive zone. He's got great vision. He's got the size. He's got the skating ability. To me, he's got superstar written all over him, and he's not going to be – I hope they don't throw him in. They don't have to. I hope they don't throw him in and be like, all right, got to be our first-line center right away. Um, they have Sutter and Bo Horvat so they can, even without making a signing this offseason, they could ease him in and really develop him properly. And then, you know, you got Besser on the wing, who had an outstanding uh, rookie season before he got that gruesome injury that we saw. It um, looks to be a, a consistent 30-goal score for sure. And just imagining the two of them on a line together, it's, it could be a very big bright spot for the Canucks moving forward. And then even Bo Horvat. Yes, he's been in the NHL for a while now. And, you know, he's, people kind of forget he was traded for Corey Schneider, like a... a top tier goaltender and he's not been a top line center but he has been a top six center and I think he's kind of like a Nazem Kadri kind of situation he could really excel on that second line in the shadow of someone else role and you know we know he's a 200 foot player that's one of the reasons why the Canucks drafted him so high and you know the Canucks they have some bright spots up front that's for sure I agree but here's my thing
0: with the Canucks and I'm gonna we're gonna start talking about John Tavares here as bright as the future may seem, as insane and as, you know, like, not insane, sorry. As crazy as it might seem that John Tavares could go there and how cool, I just don't see it happening because they are still ways away. On paper, John Tavares makes sense going there. He, it makes sense. If this is NHL 18, I would have done it by now. If I was a connection fan, I'm sure I would have traded everything for it. But, I mean, the point is, if he's going to leave... The Islanders, it's not to a team like the Canucks that are in a rebuild. Yes, they may be better off suited, but he's a loyal guy. That's that's my argument to it. He's not going to leave for a situation that isn't greener, unless it's so much better he can't say no to it. Why would he leave? I believe it is greener. Um, the but Islanders, the Islanders are one or two moves away. Would you not argue they have two first round picks to play with? They've got uh, you know there's goalies on the market you can get. What goalies are going to be on the market this summer? So many teams have two go- good goaltenders. Look at the Devils. Look at the Capitals. I'm saying, look, like Scott Brown did didn't have- work out as well in Carolina, but I'm saying, look at guys that are backups to their teams who can bring in, bring two goalies in for the f. I care. I don't give a shit.
1: Uh, I mean, I I see what you're saying. It's just, I like the the Vancouver Canucks have so much, so much, so many more options than the the New York Islanders. Like. The the gap between the Islanders and the Canucks is not that big. It's not as big as you think. the The Canucks are not that far away from being a good team. You throw John Tavares in that lineup, Blake. I get that, but I'm saying I don't think that he's going to want to go there. From on paper, sure, but why the heck would he want to go there? Because of the bright spots. It's a it's if he wants okay. bright spots, go to the Leafs. Simple. He's not going to get the money he can get. They can make room for him. He's he's not going to get 10 million, 11 million dollars a year. In Toronto, so you're saying that he would get
0: rather take four more million dollars and go in Vancouver than four million dollars less, to get a hometown discount, and play for his Toronto Maple Leafs, for his hometown Toronto Maple Leafs?
1: Yes, because it is it's more, it's more of a business at this point. He remember his last contract was only five and a half million dollars. He was, like we said off air, he's one of the most underrated under underpaid players of the past six years. Vancouver's sure, got guys like at Leipzig, Vertanen, Goldobin, uh, Barchesi, I think I said that okay. wrong. Barchi. No, wait, can, Barchi. Can I just say something, though? How many of those guys are, are key guys? Leipzig's a, a, at max a middle six guy. I'm not saying they're key guys. I'm saying one of those guys, maybe two of them, turn into be top six wingers. You got guys you can play, skilled forwards that you can play alongside uh, very good centermen like Elias Pettersson, like Bo, Hor- uh, Bo Horvat and possibly John Tavares, they have the 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 potential to have a really elite top nine in a year, maybe two. I don't know John Tavares personally, but I have
0: a feeling he wants to win a cup. And listen, no, no, no I'm not, I'm not debunking your Vancouver thing. I'm just I saying only that only
1: talked about the forwards.
0: Their defense isn't very
1: good. It's it's not, but they have some problems. Their de- Okay, and s- their goaltending have some prospects. They have some bright spots. They have more bright spots than you think. No, no, no. I'm not discounting that. Those are all bright spots. I just don't think that they're commodities that force him,
0: to, not force, but like make him say, holy shit, I got, I'm going to Vancouver. There are, like, Vegas is a be- is a better spot than, than Vancouver for him.
1: Vegas isn't going to offer that kind of money, though. Why not? They've got ample amount of space. Because they're going to have to sign guys very soon. I mean, yeah, would you rather sign John? Maybe, maybe Vegas is going to. I don't know. Vegas also has a bunch of other guys that they need to sign, like William Carlson. But, but, you, but here's my thing: all those players you're saying are young, right? Look at the Islanders. They have Andreas Lee, one of the
0: best scorers in the last three years. Josh Bailey, Jordan Eberle. Then you got some youth. You got Matthew Barzell, Anthony Bolivier. You've got the piece up front. And listen, there's no way around it. They got some holes in the back end. They, angle- like goaltending. Angle? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm and just scrolling down daily the the pipeline. Field. I think that it is easier for him to stay with the Islanders and tell him, "Look, Garth, Garth sure. Vader, I'll stay, but a few things have to happen. You got to update the defense and goalie. You got to flip those first-round picks or whatever the fuck you got to do to get this team
1: competitive and fix the glaring holes, and then I'll sign." So, what do the Islanders have to move to significantly update those two, two specific specific areas, because one they have first two first round, round pick, picks, yes, but two first round picks does not turn into a top line centerman and a starting goaltender. What? what why do you need a top line centerman? You have two or top top defenseman. Oh, oh. So here's what I would say.
0: I say one of those picks you trade. I mean, well, I, wasn't the rumor that we heard from Friedman that you know the Flames want to get a first round pick? They're offering Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton's a top defenseman. I'm not saying... I'm just saying, like... I, I mean, fir- if that kind of trade happens,
1: I'll be shocked. I don't no, think... No, no, I don't think Hamilton's leaving. Just want to I don't think Hamilton's record. leaving for just a first, either.
0: Oh, no, I know. But, I'm, okay, well, the Islanders are going to spend more than just a first. They ha- they'd have to. Yes, they yeah, would yeah. have to. So, here's the thing. You have you have a first-round pick. You can deal. You have two this year. And you've got features. You have second, thirds. You could throw those in, and you can get a defenseman. Goaltenders... The black market for goaltenders is pretty solid. What do you mean? Look at look at the expansion draft of Vegas. All those goalies that weren't even touched. Like who? That were exposed. Players that were. I'm saying goalies that were exposed. Like you could trade. You could bring two goalies in pretty easily.
1: I mean, Peter Mrazek isn't gonna.
0: John Tavares is at a point in his career where he wants to win sooner rather than later. Vancouver is five years away.
1: Oh my God! They are not five years away. They're five years away. You put John Tavares in that lineup there and not 5 years not, away. Don't think that way though. They He's don't not going to think even even plus if they Don't me. have John Tavares in that lineup there not 5 years away. How many Jay. years away are they? Okay, Thatcher Demko it will definitely be in the NHL next season. He had three outstanding seasons in BC. He's having himself a year in the AHL. You've seen him play. It's 23 wins, 23 wins, 2 2.49 goals against average 9, nine uh 9, nine. Two, 1 save percentage, like, and then they have even another goaltending prospect. If that one doesn't work out, Michael DiPietro likely to be the OHL goalie of the year this year and the frontrunner to be Canada's starter at the World Juniors. All right. Yes, I know that's not a year, no, no, two years. No, I'm just saying that but those guys Demko take is ready to make the jump.
0: As to a 1B, though, Blake, was, you know that you're a goalie. When was the last time you saw a goalie come in as a rookie and play well? But since, like, Flurry came in and wasn't, like, there's many times that goalie struggle. It takes them time. They need they need seasoning. They need to be adjusted in. They can't be thrown into the fire. Vancouver's defense right now is absolutely horrendous. Why do you want Thatcher Demko in there right now? I'm just saying that they are. There's Thatcher nothing Demko wrong is with saying. Due.
1: He's there's due nothing to make the wrong jump.
0: with them saying that they're five years away, Blake. They're though. Their guys are young. And they got no veteran
1: help. I don't. I can't see how they could vault up that quickly. They don't have no veteran help. Who Bo Horvat is now no longer a young rookie anymore. Not a veteran. He's not a veteran, but Brandon Sutter's not a is a veteran. He's not uh, very good. Alex Edler is a veteran, and these players aren't very good. Alex Edler's a solid defenseman. You're living in 2006. No, I'm not. He was solid uh, the last five years. Alex Edler's. They have another another uh, amazing prospect, Ole Olevi. Yes, he did not make the jump right away like people thought. He has had a solid. I have watched film on him, like you like you said. You said his defense is the is the uh, caveat, downfall yeah. for him It is. I watched Phil on him He's He looks a lot stronger A lot tougher in the D zone He's got the offensive game 19 points in 38 games In the top finish league Like He's playing with men right now He's poised to make the jump And Okay My X factor A big thing that could really shift John Dever's, uh decision mm-hmm. Is the lottery draft Say Vancouver wins the lottery draft Why would you not want to join A team with Rasmus Dalin? If, That's different because that what, is what? very different. But I'm I'm just thinking in a perfect world here. Imagine if that that kind of situation happens. Then then I then in my mind, Vancouver is a no brainer. It's a big market. He's got the prospects. They got the cap room. He'll get his money. He doesn't have to bounce around from home arena home arena and like he does in in New York. Like, <laughs> it's like a divorce son of a divorced parent. In yeah, Long Island. like I for me I know I uh, I just think. For yes, like you said, it is the easy easy decision to stay in Long Island. Sometimes the hard decision is the best decision, and him making the jump to to uh Va- Vancouver could. What if they strap the sea on him right away? Hey, John, here's eleven million dollars a year. You can be the captain. You're the cornerstone of our franchise. I, I just see it as a as a very nice fit for him. Who knows? I mean, time time will tell here. But last thought on
0: that. I wonder if. Vancouver though or team like a big thing to consider is if Tavares tells the islanders he's not staying, because he, he will tell them, like he especially the kind of guy mm. he is, he will give them that warning. Vancouver's gonna have to trade a lot of those pieces.
1: Not a lot, but like I'm saying a few of those guys have to go. That's just a simple fact. See, they don't necessarily he doesn't necessarily have it's to John do that, Tavares though. for ten years, Blake, come on. Okay, he's a UFA. He doesn't have to. Do, your, he doesn't have to. He you guys want see your Twitter? Blake is
0: wearing these reds. So- I can't even see his eyes right now.
1: The Islanders do not <laughs> have to sign and trade John Tavares. It's one extra year. Vancouver. Why does Vancouver? Why would a team? Be, why would a team be like? Okay, yeah, we want to We want to trade pieces just to get that one extra year. John Tavares can walk from the Islanders. No, no, no come but you not
0: My point is though, is when he's gonna walk, he'll tell the Islanders before that chance. Okay, hey, who wants John Tavares? That's but what I'm saying.
1: Who wants John Deveres? What does what does that do? He's becomes a UFA right when right when the a sign draft and is trade over. Is what you try to coordinate. Have you not heard of that? Yes, no, I get that. But so why? That's what you try to coordinate. But all you're trading for is that extra year.
0: You're trading for eight
1: years of him, B- compared to seven years. It's better than nothing. You have the exclusive rights to eight
0: years of not. John Tavares. What don't you get? It's one extra year that no, I don't you're not, think you're thinking of it. One extra year. My point is, you get him. Period. It doesn't matter if you it's don't... seven. Okay. It's a sign and trade,
1: Blake. That requires you to sign. John Devere him. still has to agree to the trade.
0: Yes, and that's obviously a lot of if it's and buts. It's
1: his choice. He chooses where he goes.
0: If he doesn't want to be Islanders, I bet you he would allow them f- to facilitate a trade because he would give his list.
1: I don't know. I I don't see that happening. In, you in think my... he would
0: walk? Yes. I think that he would say, like, I'm not. I'm not saying, okay, we're trading you. It's that simple. It's the rights to him, and then the team's call the agent. Hey, is John what? interested? We'll see.
1: It gives you five days to
0: talk to him before he becomes available to every other What can happen in five days? We've seen that. Once the period opened, Daniel Alfredson, for example, he would not have left unless that five-period day opened. He No one thought he'd leave the Senators. He went to Detroit. I think I think it definitely has uh, some merit there. But, I mean, we'll definitely have more time to talk about it. What, Blake?
1: I just don't think that that's ever going to happen. You
0: don't think it's ever going to happen? There could be a sign trade with John Tavares? No. Why? We're going back because, to this. No,
1: I don't I don't understand. Because if I'm if I'm an NHL GM, why why do I need to trade for that one extra year? Probably that that you're extra. Thinking year. you the extra year.
0: Why do you keep saying extra year, Blake? It has nothing to
1: do because with Because those it. five days do not mean shit when you're the most valuable uh free agent on the market.
0: I'm talking about the islands' perspective. Hey, hey John, you signing? No. Okay. Who wants John Tavares? Teams say I do. They say I'll trade. Will John only- go here? John wouldn't go here. Okay, so we're not going to talk to you. Would you go here? Yeah, I go here. Okay, so we want this, this, and
1: that. That's a signing trade. Okay, but a team that that happens if he's a restricted free agent. He's an un- unrestricted free agent. He does not need to do that. What do you mean he needs to? The Islanders. The Islanders. Okay, the Islanders. He. I get John Tavares is a loyal guy, but I really don't think a team is going to give up multiple assets just to get one extra year of John Tavares, and to get the five-day period to try and sign him.
0: No, I'm saying... that deal won't happen unless he agrees. Unless he agrees. I'm saying this only happens if he agrees. If they find
1: a Why, team... What's the difference with him agreeing when come July 1st? The yeah, get assets. That's the point. I don't know. I, I, see. I We have to move on. So, Eric Carlson. Blake. Yes,
0: he got his still love. me. You to love me. Fuck off. Get to the So, the, the,
1: the Sens played... Was it two nights ago? And yeah, uh last night. Last night. Who are they playing against? It was Tuesday night. Uh they're playing against Winnipeg.
0: No. Yes.
1: Oh yes, Winnipeg yes. It was back to back. Sorry. Time. No, no, it was Monday, Blake. Because
0: Tuesday the Jets play the Habs. Anyways, Monday. Oh, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday Carlson's Monday. playing the Jets. It's the last home game of the year. And Carlson's trying to be a little sneaky boy and grab the puck. And uh some guy who's a good cameraman. For sports, and had some high fives in the trucks. There, caught it. One of the twelve cameras. <laughs> One of the twelve cameras caught it, and you could see him taking the puck from that game and putting it into his pants Pantolons. and tucking it in. So, I mean, you look at that, and you must think, like, like he's going to go for sure, or he's not going to sign on July
1: first, which would we all know would lead to an, an eventual trade, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. the uh, The quote from him was something along the lines of, Wait, "Oh he was yeah." Asked about it. Yeah, they asked. Of course, they asked him about it. They he he asked. Uh, the, he said, "Oh yeah, I just saw the puck laying there, and I just thought, why not just go grab it?" No, the puck was deep in the back of the net. <laughs> uh, Adam Lowry, I believe, shot the puck in at the end of the, the game, and it was like deep in there. He had to fish it out, and he fishes it out. Just looks around, puts it in his tucks it in his pants, pulls his jersey back over, high fives a few of his teammates, and gets <laughs> off the ice. He he gets clearly, off the ice. He drops off his pat. What's that? Nothing. He clearly, uh, definitely got that first some sentimental value. It's been a tough year for him. It's been a tough year for oh, the yeah. Senators. Absolutely. And it's definitely looking like he's gonna get traded at the draft. Um, no doubt in my mind. I mean, why wouldn't you? If you're the Ottawa Senators, you're likely not gonna have the cap money to spend on a player like that, and you can get a yeah. lot of great pieces. Uh, in the time being, and uh it's the it's the best thing for the franchise to trade them now they probably should likely should have traded them at the de- the deadline and one interesting thing for them is they're likely gonna have a top ten pick this year, which gives them the option of either giving call because they gave Colorado a first round pick in the matt Duchesne trade right and they will either they have the choice of either giving them this year's first round pick or next year's so if i'm Ottawa they're obviously going to evaluate this year's top 10, top 15 prospects very closely. And if they don't find one that they really fall in love with, they're likely going to give that pick to Colorado because I don't see the Ottawa Senators finishing any higher next season, especially without uh, Mr. Eric Carlson. Goaltending is just getting older. Craig Anderson did not look good this season. And their defense, minus enough minus Carlson, I don't see it going anywhere. And, like I don't know, I I just predict he's gonna get traded at the draft. Um, I think also it's worth noting
0: that like a lot of the hard things they've had, I think I think there's a lot of personal issues that go into his decision. Because I mean, with these kind of decisions, like when you have a significant other or family, that's factored too.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it, it's not it's not a purely hawk decision all the time. Let, let's face it, guys. Like there's a world out there that doesn't revolve around the silver cup. Like I'm being serious. Like mm-hmm. There, like, let's say like, you know, his wife has gone through and him have gone through a terrible situation with the death of their son. You know, maybe they do feel comfortable in Ottawa. Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe they want to go to somewhere else. But I think that's a huge element in it, too. And there's a lot of unpredictability there.
1: That was also his last game of the season. He's not going on the final road trip with the Senators. So clearly, definitely some (laughs) sentimental value. Yeah, I think it's tough. uh, One, this is kind of a going on a limb, kind of a bold prediction, but. Depending on who wins the draft lottery, Eric Carlson could be traded for the number one overall pick. Depending how value, yeah. how valuable one year of Eric Carlson is, I think I, I don't know if uh, no if one it, would trade last it, for one year. It'd have to be a sign and trade. Yeah, it, it would probably that. They yeah, 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 yeah. get you sign and trade. This is called episode, it would have to be sign it'd trade. It to be a team like a okay, even fuck even Vancouver. Oh uh, my Montreal God. if you say Vancouver Montreal time, Vancouver Edmonton any of the New, either one of the New York teams if if one of those teams wins the draft lottery let obviously if the Rangers or Islanders win the draft lottery that's pretty that's an extreme it, even if the even if the Oilers win it that's an extreme uh would be like their fifth first round first overall pick in the rigged. last 6 years but if one of those teams get them but I if, think you could definitely that 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 like if if the Coyotes get first uh, Coyotes or Sabres get it why would they trade Rasmus Dahlin a future franchise defenseman for one year of Eric Carlson here's
0: the thing though of the, the teams that have you know odds right the only one I mean how many of these ha- make a good case for Eric Carlson in his mind to sign long term
1: well it wouldn't be to sign long term but it, if I'm the Ottawa Senators no trying one's to get- trading Rasmus Dahlin unless it's eight years of Eric Carlson Okay, then you sign Eric Carlson, and then there you go. You can, so, if you find that trade for Rasmus Dalene, you could definitely you could make that happen. I think it would be a crazy stretch it, and a crazy trade. I don't really know. The one kid, okay, this is crazy, and I'm going back to the Islanders here.
0: Imagine, oh wait, no, that doesn't work because of money.
1: Okay, fuck it, I'll say it. Here,
0: how cool would it be if the Islanders won Dalene and traded him for Carlson. John Tavares gets one of the best defensemen, if not the best. He's the best defenseman in the league right now. I don't give a shit about the season. He is, in my mind, the best defenseman. Uh, or Drew Doughty, whatever. But a top-tier defenseman
1: around the same age as him. They get things going. What do you think about He's that? Moving. Get things moving. What do you yeah. think about that? I mean, I do, obviously. I like them obviously, apples. I like that, but... You like you, that? you got to move a lot of contracts to make that happen. Which is, is totally doable. You can yeah. move uh, one fat contract and, and get that out of the way. Prospect, you can move, you can move, move Johnny Boychuk and a prospect. Get him out of there. Johnny gotta, Boychuk is a liability back there. He They got to open up Robert Island there. Boychuk yeah, Al- Boychuk gotta, Island. Yeah, but he, someone's got to go break his leg or something. I don't know because he's oh, not injured. Shit. Yeah, definitely got to
0: get by uh, Connell there. I hear Joffrey Lupel selling his place. Maybe he could get one from there. But speaking of actual playoff teams, enough of this Vancouver Playoffs. Ottawa bullshit. Um, let's talk about the final stretch of the NHL regular season. It's heating up. We watched uh, the Preds
1: in Florida on. Yeah, one thing I want to say Tuesday. about that. I saw today Carrie Underwood was tweeting at the NHL saying, "Oh, Nashville was robbed of a game. This is oh, yes. cruel. Oh, this fuck is bullshit." I saw that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> one that was the right call. Victor Arvidsson's stick was in Roberto Luongo's glove, twirling him around like a fucking Ferris wheel, and and then the puck squirts out and Forsberg buries it like. The problem is with the inconsistency of this. That's always gonna happen. Now. Everyone's gonna be like, "That's bullshit."
0: When their team doesn't get it, but hey, that that was goal interference. That
1: was the right call. Oh yeah, absolutely. Think all they nailed it. Yes. If they, it oh my gosh. If like we, they, we saw see- it and we were like, "Oh, that's a goal!" And then we we're like, "Wait a second, why is Roberto Luongo yeah twirling around in the crease?" And then the puck squirts loose. Like the puck was between his legs for about a minute, yeah. or not a minute, no second, a full yeah. second. Full second and a half. Um, But anyways, so I just want to talk about Florida. They're trailing Philadelphia
0: four points. It's truly do-or-die time for them. Um, But anyways, let's talk about them in a second. Let's get to the whole layout. So anyways, if the NHL playoff started today, the following series would be, courtesy of ESPN, uh, Drew up here. It's Boston would play Philly. Toronto, Tampa. Capitals, Devils. Penguins and Jackets. So let's start with the first one there. Boston and Philly. What would your thoughts be on that kind of series? I mean, Boston
1: Philly would be pretty freaking entertaining.
0: But oh yeah, I mean that's kind of it's interesting. Those are two teams that went we up, down, now back up again. You know, oh, yeah. it's like the, this would be a good matchup in what 2009? Yeah. 2011? Like yeah, I mean, like, it. Giroux Bergeron, those guys are timeless now. But Giroux is not timeless. He got ninety five points. No, not time. I'm trying. What's the word where it's like. I don't know. I'm trying to say that, like, he doesn't expire. I don't know. He doesn't have an expiration date. Anyways, what are your thoughts on that kind of possible Especially series? 97
1: points. Holy um, shit.
0: Yeah, I know. Hey, Ronnie Fran, I had him there. You gave me a weird look when I said that, actually.
1: You are like... Did you not close your Oh, yeah. Oh. Big time. All right, tell me about Boston Philly. Uh, Boston Philly? You know, Boston is looking scary. They, they're a team that can play in all three zones. Their first line... Can play can you can match them against another team's best first line? They can shut them down. Meanwhile, they can still score with the skill of David Pasternak on that wing and the <sighs> shutdown ability of Bergeron, and then the pest the pest ability of Brad Marchand. Pest. Um. But no, oh, and then Charlie McAvoy on the back end. Unfortunately, Brandon Carlo's done, uh, done for the playoffs. Likely out for three to four months. Playoffs. Playoffs. And. Tuka Rask looks like he's back to form. He looks like an elite goaltender, which is crazy. After Zdeno Chara is rejuvenated from that big contract. How long was Tuka Rask like? I don't want to say bad, but like off for like the past two years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, They have depth scoring. Uh, Jake DeBrusk has he's really lived up to his potential. Uh, They'll likely get Rick Nash back by the start of the playoffs. Uh, Ryan Donato's rejuvenated that. That, like, second line, third line-ish. And then David Krejci. David Krejci he's always been solid. And, yeah, I, I definitely would not want to match up against them.
0: The one thing I will say about Boston, though, is because their top line is so freaking good, like, Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, okay? You kind of just need... And, like, because they scored the level 80, you kind of just need, like, the rest to, like, not shit the bed. They're really young. That's the one thing I, I think... In past Boston teams, the supporting cast of Bergeron, Marshawn, Chara was a lot older. Obviously, the addition of Rick Nash was was meant to you know get older there. But I don't know. Do you think that youth could be an issue there with some of these guys? Like, because look look at them against Philadelphia per se. Well, Philadelphia They're is also too. pretty young. Yeah, but I, I don't see so...
1: Philadelphia getting out of a round.
0: Oh, neither do I. No, no, but no, but do you think that down the road, so let's say Boston the second round plays a team, or just as it goes on, do you think that these guys could really like be exposed because? If they play against Toronto, per se, that is a matchup nightmare for them, in my opinion. For Boston. For their youth, for their forwards, I think. I just think that like their third and fourth line doesn't compare to Toronto's third and fourth line, and that's where I think there's a huge mismatch. That's where I'm talking about. In general, Boston is the favorite in that series. There's no doubt about it, but that's where there's a huge difference. The extra 2% in the third and fourth lines. Could what do you think about their youth? Tell me. I
1: don't know. Bruce Cassidy's got them playing... Very confidently and running a very tight system. I, I, the youth really isn't a huge factor for me. I kind of like it mixed with their their veterans. Like Rick Nash is a total veteran. Zeno Char is a big veteran. Adam McQuaid's back there. Bergeron, Marshawn both won a cup. David Krejci won a cup. Uh, you know they they have enough veterans to really lead those those youthful young stars. I I think Boston's going to be scary in the playoffs.
0: Toronto Tampa. Tell me.
1: Toronto Tampa. This is what we're hoping for. I mean, I kind of, as a fan, I hope that Toronto plays Boston just for that revenge of 2013. But Boston, uh, Toronto Tampa is going to be like, it's either a game is going to be 6 5 or be 2 1. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they have, both have elite goaltending, um, but both have star studded offenses. Like with Matthew, I mean, uh, assuming. Uh Stamkos is back for the playoffs. They said he's likely to to return for the playoffs, but it looked like he injured his knee again that he like injured he last off. season. He skated off, but I don't know. Thankfully, it wasn't carried off.
0: Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, we, we spent a little too much time on the first one. Let's speed it up here a bit. Washington, New Jersey. Tell me
1: who you got. Washington, New Jersey. Not who you got. Sorry. Tell me Tell me if that would happen. Break down that series for me. Um, I don't know. Like, New Jersey, I don't see them getting through a round. It's going to be nice seeing them in the playoffs, but I think Washington definitely wins that series. But, big question around Washington is, who's starting in goal come game one? I think it's Holtby, be, be, just because, what's his, what's the backup's name? Grubauer? Philip
0: Grubauer. Phillip Grubauer. Phillip. So, I was surprised that Grubauer wasn't taking my Vegas, personally. I think we I, all were. I was really surprised. There was a lot of, I was just really surprised by it, but. I think that when when playoff comes around, and I remember Montreal, I remember like Halak versus Price when that kind of thing happened. I believe Halak started game one, mm-hmm. right? Like game one of the series, like the the playoffs. I'm, I'm pre- and then Price came in and overtook him. No, other way around.
1: I think Price actually started. Halak took over, and Halak. they traded Halak and Halak. Right, shit. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Well, that was a- and Halak took them to the conference final.
0: Right. Okay. So back to that. You look at. The lo- were the loyalty lines like for like a team like Washington Holtby's been there. For He's years. been the backbone. He's yeah. been the backbone. He's been huge for them. When you go to the playoffs, you give that guy a bit more rope. You I, I, that's what I think. I don't know. Like I mean, you tell me. You're a goalie. Like if you were. Put it into your perspective
1: as a player honestly, forward player. Well, how would that have happened in your dynamic? Honestly, as a coach, we're gonna put it in the coach's perspective. You run with the hot hand, unfortunately. And the hot hand right now is Philip Grubauer. What if play, experience? I, okay, playoff experience, yes, I know. But mm-hmm. guy has been hot. I, I say you start Philip Grubauer game one. It's big statement. one one, you, you start with the hot hand. That's that's the right decision. Pull and move cotton. You fire up Holpe. The second the second uh, Grubauer shows any Sign of weakness, Holpe get in there. And he, I guarantee you that guy is going to be ready to go. And that could have the potential of taking, of Holpe really turning his game around and driving them to cup final for once, or maybe even a conference final.
0: Pittsburgh and Columbus, um, if this were to happen, I think it'd be a really interesting series. I, I want to say Pittsburgh would be the favorite um, oh, yeah. overwhelmingly. And, and, I, and I'm going to say that, but I, I wanted to say that I think that. Columbus, what they've done recently, because they were shit at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. They were Pitt- struggling really hard. I think they deserve some credit here, but I mean, that would be, that would suck for them two years in a row, hey? Yeah. Oh, God, that would sting. Tortorella, like, you don't even. But I, I would hate to be in that guy's family after that. But, anyways, what do you think about that series? So, Pittsburgh could really three-peat this year. I, I don't know. Well, a I few think things so could,
1: to me, they have the best uh, lineup they've had in the in the past three years, minus the goaltending.
0: Phil Kessel's like a different level right
1: now. Matt Murray needs to be better and he's got to stop letting those goals in. He has been a leaky faucet and he's really got to turn around if these penguins want 3 repeat. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> I dropped my phone. Um tougher Florida. Okay. Eh? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of the only reason I wanted Florida to get Florida get in was cuz you know they've had such a tough year with the Stoneman Douglas uh high school. Oh yeah. And For sure. and it would have been cool to see a Tampa florida matchup yeah. but it doesn't even look like tampa might not even finish top of the division
0: let's go to the western conference here vegas and anaheim this would be quite the interesting series on paper if you didn't watch this year of course the, of the year if you said vegas and anaheim you'd be like oh of course anaheim now vegas is they're freaking good mr bigglesworth like they're i'm sorry we're done with awesome powers but no there's seriously like vegas is run and gun fast up and down james neal's And not to mention William Carlson are like top end players
1: right now. How do they match up against the experienced Ducks pairing gets off? You just said it. Run and gun. I don't know if that style is really going to lead to a lot of success in the playoffs because I see, I just see teams like LA, teams like the Ducks are way more experienced. I think they're going to really take advantage of the, the inexperience of the Vegas Golden Knights. Do you think that the big, I think
0: the biggest test personally is Carlson or whoever? Who's there? So, who do you match gets Getzlaff? Slime.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a what I'm t- saying, Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I mean, yes, but okay, playoff hockey is a different animal. But I will say we we did discount Vegas this year. Why would we count them out
1: now? Because, like you said, playoff hockey is a know, different animal. I know. I, I just don't. I know, s- I know the they're, like Flurry's got the experience, but you gotta have experience throughout your lineup, and you gotta be able to to shut down a top line. And I don't know if Vegas really has that skill, and like they have the ability to score, no doubt. Don't get me wrong, but who's who's the top pairing that's gonna shut down Perry, Getzlav, Ricard, Raquel? Colin Miller? Like I don't know. Like yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I don't, I just tough. don't know if if this season has. Built them off enough confidence. I mean fuck that. They have enough confidence. Has built them no, off enough skill yeah, and yeah. ability to really shut down a line for seven games. Well here's the
0: one interesting thing though. Vegas' speed against like I'm not saying that the ducks I'm not saying the ducks aren't fast. Like I'm not saying that by any means. But in the playoffs, like they, they can outgrind you, you know? Like when, when your stars like Perry and Gladslav aren't just like Great in the man advantage, aren't just great at even strength, but like they win battles and they can use their body. You know that's a huge advantage, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing I'll say for Vegas is they can skate if they can skate laps on Anaheim. You know what I mean? I'm saying all I'm saying is like if you can, the game's changing, Blake. You people, know, people we said say the playoff about, hockey's a
1: different animal. But why do we say it? Because physical, no? Yeah, but people said that last year about uh, Edmonton and Anaheim true in that series, true. And look who came out on top of that. So. Battle of California. Say in California, what about San Jose,
0: L.A.? What do you think about that? Oh my God, could your heart even kill that?
1: <laughs> it would be another grueling series. I mean, Ugh. like remember the the comeback of L.A. in 2014, down from O three. I mean, uh, I believe last year. Or a few years ago the Sharks beat the Kings in the playoff series. Like these teams go back and forth. It would be a, a great rivalry. Like this is what the division format would really set up is these great rivalries. Exactly,
0: yeah. This is like this one and like a possible Washington Pittsburgh one. That's what they were trying to do,
1: you know? I think LA could really win this series. They as long as like the LA has the ability to really make a a run to the conference final as long as they avoid the preds in the first round. As long as they can Maintain either wildcard position number one or third in the Pacific, they could definitely win the first round because, again, I think I see them beating Vegas if they play them. But if they play the Sharks, it's definitely going to be a seven gamer. Um, LA is first in the league with uh, first in the league with uh, in goals against with two point four three and have the second best penalty kill in the NHL. They're built for playoff hockey once again with Jeff Carter coming back. They have the scoring depth, and their defense looks looks much better than years in the past. Wow! With the top four, uh, including Dion Phaneuf and Drew Doughty, looks like is the best year, best season he's ever had.
0: I love watching Drew Doughty. He's he's freaking love it. I mean, he's And they so quick in awesome. the playoffs
1: as we all know. Hey, like what like he's money.
0: I can't get over Drew Doughty sometimes. I watched uh I watched the game against Colorado and I was really really into him. And also Jeff Carter now back. That's huge for them. Nashville and Colorado. Uh, Nashville's
1: sweep. Sweep? Yeah. Switch? Eric Eric Carl, uh Eric Johnson's out for the whole series. Um if done for the whole you're series... You're right, maybe. I see a sweep happening there. Get the we Bruins move on? Out. Yeah. Let's move on. Winnipeg, Minnesota.
0: Minnesota. Like the jersey you're wearing. tucker tucka, tucker. Um, I want to say one thing about the Jets here. We, You and I talked about this off-air, how the Jets' youth could be an issue. That, that's the big thing. We just talked about Boston. I'd argue the Jets' No, I would say the Jets' youth is better than the Bruins' youth. Mm-hmm. So, by that token, not just in this series against Minnesota how legit are the Jets? And i want to ask you that because we're both wearing Jets jerseys and the I can first, do
1: that. The first series will really prove to us uh, how the Jets' youth is going to respond to playoff hockey. This, this is the one matchup that is really set in but stone. But you say youth
0: doesn't matter in playoff hockey with the Bruins. I don't mean to catch your words I, here. No, I
1: said it doesn't matter for the Bruins with the veterans that they have in Chara, McQuaid, Bergeron, Krejci, Nash, Marchand. For the Jets, look who's in net. They have a 24-year-old in net. Oh, their top, you yes, know the guy we were at get, the game besides. Yes, I know. Their their oh, top their top D pairing, Josh Morrissey and Jacob Trouba are not veterans. Their top forward, well, Blake Wheeler's uh, a veteran by now, but yes. you know, Ehlers, Line, a, Kyle Connor, even Shifley's not the oldest guy. You, but now, These you're, guys, you're calling Bull. Okay, now Blake, you're saying
0: Bull Horvat isn't a young guy anymore. Shifley is. Like, listen,
1: Shifley's a player. I I never said Bo Harvard was a veteran. I never said he was a young guy. He's in that transition. So is Shifley, though. I I didn't say he was a young guy. I said he's. Okay. Fuck you. He. Shifley is still a young guy that has not been in the playoffs before.
0: Mm -hmm. He's been in the playoffs for four games.
1: Yeah. Did they win any of those?
0: That's four games of playoff hockey, Blake.
1: They they look like shit in all those. No, but they I'm blew saying,
0: Do you watch the series? I yes, sure did. did. I cried.
1: Goaltending will be the That's X funny. factor in this series. Mm-hmm. Devin Dubnik has the skill to really take over this series. With Sutter out, he has to. If the Devils want, if the Wild want any chance of winning this series, Devin Dubnik has to be the star and has to be the first star of every game. So, the one team looking on the outside in St. Louis. So,
0: they're only one point behind Colorado. Colorado's had some injuries. Um, what about a Nashville-St. Louis series? That couldn't. That might not be a sweep.
1: That would not be a That'd sweep. That'd be an interesting and actually, series. Honestly, I'm gonna check the score right now. You do that. I believe. I have the standings here if you need. What's up? Oh, Chicago won tonight. Never mind. I was gonna say St. Louis just made the jump. Chicago played spoiler tonight and beating the St. Louis Blues four That's to three. That's tough. So it. Fuck, Colorado could really be in the playoffs this year, and I mean they're limping. They're going to limp in, that's for sure. They're going to be pulled in by Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. He's pulling them on his back.
0: I love watching Nathan McKinnon. Fuck.
1: But no, I I think the Predators are poised for a cup run this year. They're scary, especially with Eli Tolvanen coming in that group. They're scary. They are very scary. Pecorine's looked the best he has in the past five years. I, I'd almost? say watch out, especially because your Jets going oh to have to go God. through them.
0: The Jets National Series will be the best series we see.
1: I think I'm yeah, I think
0: you, it's gonna be so freaking awesome. It's gonna go to. I hope it goes to six or seven games. Like, of course, I care who wins. Like, I'm not. But like, it's gonna be such good hockey, and I'm gonna freak out and be so angry. And you're gonna, gonna taunt me.
1: Still gonna get past dooby dooby doo dooby dooby doo. So, hockey oh, is so much fun. Um, will
0: our next show be before the playoffs?
1: Yeah. Okay. So we have some more time to. Yeah, we do next week. Yeah, lunch. next week will be our our uh, kind of final awards. Uh, predicting who gets the awards. And this is our last show for Spear Live,
0: by the way. Thank
1: you, them for having us. It's been a great
0: run. Uh, we'll still be on iTunes and SoundCloud, as usual. Any closing thoughts, Blake?
1: No. Not really. No, no. Maybe some watch out for a uh, potential video in the makings. And, and also, you are getting pie in the face very soon.
0: Yes, but not sure it list. is. And you're buying the pie this time, because I bought it last Will time. Will do. I'll be running around Dundas, believe. All right, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. been listening to the Blake and Jake podcast.
1: For updated info, follow them on Twitter at Blake and Jake pod.